Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are, are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. Here we sit, Doug. The uh, season for the Kraken is over, but hockey's not over by a long shot. We're in the midst of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds are playing hockey right now, and the Thunderbirds just finished playing hockey. But uh, the Golden Knights and the Panthers have climbed the mountain, and there's only one thing left to do, and that is for one of these teams to ascend to immortality and claim the greatest trophy in sports, Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, but of course, this is mainly Kraken content podcast, so we need to talk about the developments and things that have been transpiring for our Kraken as they are now in full off-season mode. Um, but I know you got to be happy and sad with Florida, right? We're, we're in the middle of it, and Florida looks a little bit on shaky ground. That's true. They went down 3-1 today to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I would have been happier if Seattle was there. Right. But... You know, I would have I would have been happier if it was New York there, but sometimes a hockey fan has to sign, find someone to hope for at the end after all your horses have been beaten. So at this point, yeah, I'm happy Florida's there instead of Carolina, New Jersey, or Toronto. Honestly, at this point, I'd like to see them take it to Vegas a little harder, but whatever, I'm happy. I'm more interested in all the rumors. It's like uh, the season is over for a lot of teams, and they're going. They're already looking into the next season. They're making the moves, the improvements, moving the pieces on the board into position so they have a chance to be a better team in the 23-24 season. And the Kraken are no exception. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? Well, I heard any rumors. I don't know about the rumors, but I certainly agree with you about Florida. And, you know, I wish Seattle was in it, of course. And especially after the way that Dallas kind of played against Vegas, I feel like we would have given Vegas more of a run for their money. Um, and who knows? It, it might have been a different series. So, um, yeah, we'll see what Florida can do. But their backs are up against the wall now, three to one. So they're going to have to dig deep. Um, but at the same time, you know, a lot of crosstown rivalry with Vegas being in the same division. But I, I think, you know, an expansion team like Vegas winning the Stanley Cup, probably good for the sport. Um, and, you, you know, know I, getting I, I read an article on. about how they have, they have two, like, uh, two of the first Native Americans to be in the Stanley Cup finals. Really? Ever in the history of the NHL. And so, like, that's pretty cool. After I read that article, I kind of, like, I lay off a little bit on Vegas. Softened a little really, bit? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big goalie guy. And, you know, I was singing the praises of Bob Brofsky throughout the whole playoffs here. But, it, you know, 
where did this Aiden Hill kid come from? He was like a third string goalie on some other team, got cut. Vegas goes and gets him, and look, he's doing his thing. Kind of crazy. So um, that's a fun story as well. Mm-hmm. The way he's playing right now. So uh, pretty cool. But we better get into the maelstrom and uh, stop stop lamenting the Stanley Cup. There's still games to play. So yeah, there's nothing there's nothing there for us. Right. All right, let's get into the maelstrom. The maelstrom. The maelstrom. The maelstrom. exactly well okay so we're gonna bring it to you with the three stars yes sir what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you the three stars of the off season so far as it stands starting with star number three the seattle thunderbirds who come so close to winning the whole damn thing right they went all the way to the cup the thunderbirds become the first whl club to reach the final of the Memorial Cup since the Regina Pats did it in 2018. The last WHL side to win the Memorial Cup was the Edmonton Oil Kings in the 2014-2015 season. They beat the Admirals to win the Ed Chinoweth Cup and become the champs of the WHL, the Thunderbirds, that is, this season. Unfortunately, they fell to the Quebec Ramparts in the Memorial Cup final. Got to see Matt Bars all sitting in the stands in attendance for the game. It was pretty cool. What a great season for the T-Birds, though. That's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, they got to be so proud of all that they accomplished. And it was a, you know, a fun season, I'm sure, for all those guys. I saw a video. I was really, to be honest, I still haven't wrapped my head around all that stuff because I was really confused. I saw a video. They lost the game, and here I am. I'm like, oh, it's game one. And I see this video, and they're all, like, crying and you know, leaving the ice. And I was like, this is heartbreaking. And so I guess the Memorial Cup is one game it's like the super bowl of hockey one game to win it all (laughs) hardest cup to win in hockey right and i thought it was the stanley cup but no the memorial cup that's what it's all about (laughs) yeah pretty interesting Um, juniors i mean those junior hockey leagues are hardcore man yeah i wonder if that just has to do with like sponsors or time or Whatever with the juniors, where they're like, "Well, you get to this, you get one chance, one game." We're not, well, we're so not going many, into the summer. There's so many, there's so many territories that you know the jun. I mean, there's like the world juniors. There's junior teams all over the world, but like, you know, these ones are throughout Canada and, and North America, and there's just a lot of of divisions, a lot of leagues, and they just take the champs of all them leagues and, bam. Yeah. One more one more tournament. <laughs> well, they made it all the way there. So they were this close. That's and, right. And that's that's really, really cool. Something I'm sure they'll remember for the rest of their lives. So yeah, they're the number three star and rolling. Congratulations ro- to the Thunderbirds. Cheers, Thunderbirds. Rolling right on through. Star number two's Coachella Valley Firebirds. Advanced to the Calder Cup final. They're playing a game right now. Against the Hershey Bears, looking to go up two to none. Uh, they won game one. It was a 5-0 victory. Sellout crowd over there. 10,000 in attendance. 
given that music festival a run for its money. Ha, ha, come on, come on. Um, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Ty Cartier opens up the scoring. Ended up being the game winner because Joey Decord shuts him out. Cole Lynn has an assist, so you, you're getting your goalie kisses. Um, they held it down, uh, shut him out. Definitely a big show for the team and the head coach, Dan Belizma, who said, we wanted to come out and show them what Firebird hockey was. And indeed, that's exactly what they did. Game two, we'll see. Maybe we'll have a result at the end of the episode here. So it just goes to show you how much depth the Kraken has. You know what I mean? The, the that's exactly what I was there. gonna say. Yeah. And there's one other thing. They're playing the same system that the Kraken play, and you know it's like Kraken hockey, basically coaching them up down there, which is why I think we've seen so much success when people come up from the ranks. Uh, and can kind of fit right in, you know, Froden, Cartier, is, John yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect segue into the number one star of the offseason so far. As news comes out that the Seattle Kraken extend Ron Francis through the 26-27 season. And, you know, what his vision is bringing to town the franchise has been rewarded with that resolve and the results that his vision has produced. Right. Yeah. They, you know, that first year was tough. They really, I think rewarded him for his resolve. And you kind of, you talk about that and, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds and the system, the whole system that's being built from the ground up. And it's like, you know, you gotta, if you trust him, you got to continue to let him do his thing, especially when you're building like that. I mean, think about the farm system, like another two or three, four drafts going into 27 and all the talent that's going to be like welling up from below, you know, it's going to be crazy. I mean, what are we going to do with Joey Decord? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even speculate on it. I have no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've got... You know, it's like, you can probably expect to see Drieger go, right? I mean, it, you know, it, Drieger, I think... I still think that Martin is gone. He was a one-year rental. So, I think, yeah, you have Drieger and Decord and... And the German gentleman in camp. And then you, you know, you decide from there. But would Drieger, you know, would Drieger want to go back down to Coachella Valley if they were like, we want Joey, you know? Or would he be like, I'm I'm getting over the hill here. I need a shot. I got to go somewhere else. Well, I mean, he's been playing all them playoff games for him with Joey Decord thus far, so. You know, yeah. he probably is fit, fitting right in there and just loving it. So, yeah. I mean, the, th- the one good thing we've got going for us is the salary cap. I mean, like, the Kraken has some room. Right. You know, we got some cap space. What is it? The seventh best cap space in the league with 
$343,424. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. We, we can make some moves. And now that they've... And we don't have to, we don't have to wholesale anybody, really. You no. know what I mean? We got, we got into the second round of the playoffs. So it, it's it all going to be about... It, it, it's got to leave us in probably one of the best positions because, you know, they're going to be able to say we have, you know, a dollar amount in mind or whatever. We have an idea, like, say, for Carson Susie's contract. You know, he comes to him and he's like, hey, I still want to play here. I want, you know, this and such and such amount. Well, they're going to be like, that's mm, too rich for our blood, maybe, or whatever. And tell him you can offer him something. And if he doesn't take it, we're going to have the cap space to be like, we can go find a Carson Susie, you know, to replace right. Carson Susie. So um, definitely in a place where I think we're coming from a, a, like a, a place of strength here in the offseason, uh, depending on what happens and what they want to do. So, but I think. I really need to get a little more educated on the whole draft contract system because, you know, I saw something that said like some of the people we drafted uh, last season, Kyle Jackson, Tucker Robinson, they need uh, entry level contract offers from the Kraken. Um, otherwise, they're otherwise they re-enter the draft. Yeah, their rights are forfeited yeah. and they re-enter the draft. And I'm like, I don't know. I need to do a little more research because I'm like, wait, you drafted somebody and you've had them for a year and then they go back into the draft? Maybe it's because they're so young. Well, you, haven't, you just have to get that contract drawn up and signed and get them into a position somewhere. So you take a flyer on a fourth round pick and and maybe you're like, nah, he didn't hit. And so he just goes back into the draft. Right, or maybe it's just you have to ha you have to pick somebody because you have a pick, and here's the draft. It's time, so like you got to use it. Right, and, and then you pick someone, and you just don't have a spot for them. I have no idea. Yeah, it's just interest. It was just an interesting little thing. I was like, I don't see that in other sports where you draft a player, and then like the next, the very next season, they could be back in the draft. I just, yeah, I don't recall that happening in any other. You don't sports. really hear a lot about that happening for sure. But that is, I mean, that is coming. The draft is going to be the first thing. So we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, we got 10 picks in this upcoming draft. Um, two in the second round. We're first round, the 20th pick. Second round at 50, 52, and 57 from Toronto. So three yeah. picks in the second round. 84th pick in the third, 116th in the fourth, 148th in the fifth, two picks in the sixth round, 168 and 180, and then 212 in the seventh round. So that's a lot of ammo. Probably move one of those second rounders, you think, Doug? For somebody or something, package it up? Yeah, I would imagine with all the guys that are going to be on – you know, the free agents list mm -hmm. in the coming, you know, year or two. I'm going to imagine they're going to try to make some moves to keep some of these guys. Right. Get ahead of those contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these big contracts, I don't know. 
I, I can see a couple guys that we're probably going to be saying goodbye to, unfortunately, but I'm not going to speculate on that until maybe we get a little closer. Right. But like you said, Martin Jones, we're going to expect to see him go. I would imagine, you know, I would imagine Carson Soucy goes. They got to do something with Eunice. Yeah, Eunice, I feel really bad for Eunice Donskoy because he missed all last season. They paid him him $3.9 million, and he's an unrestricted free agent going into the season. Like, what what other teams are really going to want him and at what salary, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, you know, we're going to have to make a move there. I mean, I guess the Kraken are in the best position of anybody to know about his health and whatever. But Right. I think Carson Soucy goes, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, they paid him and that's three probably, and a half. And that's probably a heady bet. But I think, I think I would imagine sending him. So, so I can see that because I think Riker Evans needs a spot on the roster. And well, there's so many guys that are up and coming, and he really took more penalties than he did score points. <laughs> right, and well, and like I said, I think Will Borgen is probably my my investment on the defense besides Vince Absolutely. Dunn. Vince Dunn, Will Borgen. Yeah, I would. I might move to you know keep Justin Schultz if we could that one because he really proved himself. Oh, him for sure, but I think he we actually have we could wait another year. He's not a free agent until twenty twenty four. Good, good. Yeah, so well but maybe we ought to talk about um talk about the restricted free agents and and uh clear the air on some of that before we get too deep into it. So Sure, sure. Restricted free agents need qualifying offers from the team. The deadline is the day following the draft, so June 29th. And on that same day, restricted free agents can begin contract talks with rival teams. Uh, Qualifying offer needs to be retained and negotiated rights to that player if they are given an offer sheet from a rival club. So... Basically, if a team does not send a qualifying offer, the restricted free agent then becomes unrestricted on July 1st. Um, The stipulations of a qualifying offer include offering at least a one-year contract and at least 100% of the previous year's salary. The player does not have to take the offer, uh, the amount that's offered, um, after the offer is made, they can reject it and remain a restricted free agent while negotiating for another amount. Uh, a qualifying offer becomes a contract only when you sign it and you get the salary in the years offered. Once free agency begins, if the player did not sign the qualifying offer with the respective team, they are free to sign an offer sheet with any other club. Um, so... Once a restricted free agent signs an offer sheet, they are no longer eligible to receive offer sheets from other clubs. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what 
the team basically thinks some of these restricted free agents are worth and what they kind of offer them or if they don't offer them anything at all. And then, you know, go to the negotiating table. I think that's what happened with Sprong, right? Last year, he didn't really receive an offer. Right, yeah. And then he, he went out in the market, didn't really like what he was seeing there and ended up back on the team, you know. So um, things can happen all sorts of crazy ways. You just don't know. But it's just good to uh, good to try to wrap your mind around all that stuff. So we've got restricted free agents this season. Vince Dunn, Will Borgen, Daniel Sprong, Morgan Geeky, Kale Flurry, Cole Lind, Joey Decord, Alexander True, Carson Torinsky. So... I would say I fully expect Vince Dunn, Will Borgen, Daniel Sprong, and Morgan Geeky to all receive some sort of qualifying offer. Now, with the whole 100% of last year's salary, Vince Dunn had a $4 million salary last year. Will Borgen had 900000 Sprong had seven fifty. Morgan Geeky was one point four. Um, Kale Fleury was 750, and then I don't know what Lind and Decord and True and Torinsky were, but I'm sure it was like kind of the league, probably league right. minimum 750, 650, but, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and I think that we'll probably hang on to most of those contracts. Yeah, yeah, you know, resign. But I mean, you look at like Vince Dunn is obviously going to cost a lot of money, but I think he proved he's worth it where that range is like probably somewhere between six and eight, depending on the years on the contract and how they like front load it or whatever. But right. Will Borgen for me is like a bargain. Cause I feel like you could get Will Borgen for like two and a half for five years at this point. Probably even less than that. Maybe. Okay. Two, but I still think it's two. a steal. I'm he was my most two. improved player. Yeah, he did look good. Yeah. He looked good. I want him. I, I mean, I want Geeky and Sprong, too. Sprong, and I, think I think... Sprong and Geeky hang out. I think that both of those guys, you know, go for a modest increase in salary. Yeah, I think, you know, Sprong and Geeky, I kind of envision, like, I don't think Morgan Geeky is going to get much more than he his salary. I think you get both of them at, like, 1.5 to 1.75. For three years. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then Kale's probably I'm, I'm gone. You know. Yeah. I Well, I would imagine that he probably, they probably, I'm with you. Like, that's my initial instinct. But you never know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he made the roster out of camp last season. So, who knows? But he didn't play much. And then they brought in Froden. You, you didn't know. see him play much. You know, they brought in yeah. Magna. You know, and Meg, then uh -huh. Magna played toward the end of the season, so I'm not exactly sure. And then, you know, to me, but, probably the, all these guys in Coachella, you might offer them a, the same sort of 750, you know, two-way contract. Like, Joey, I think he sticks. So whatever they have to do, that'll be like the baseline contract to me. Whatever they give Joey Decord, two-way 750. Joey, to cord with the shutout in the finals, I figure they're going to give him a little extra. Maybe 900? Yeah, something. I mean, he's looking good. You got to keep him happy. 
And don't quote me on this because I'm going to have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure that's like if you play up in the NHL, they they can prorate it if you spend most of your season like down with Coachella Valley. So Yes, yes, I believe that's correct. Dude, Joey Decord got himself a goalie assist. Just the internet is telling me Sick. as He's we're playing here. It's three. Is it four? Oh, it's four nothing, Doug. Four nothing. Nice. Coachella Valley. The Hershey Bears are legendary, so that's just nice to see a new team like the Coachella Firebirds out there in the finals. Right, right. And like you, know. you said, hope for the future of the Kraken franchise, right? So on this list, this last part of this list, uh, the minor league guys, Cole Lind, Alexander True, Carson Torinsky, what do you think? Any of those guys sticking on the roster? Well, I think Carson, Susie, Martin, Jones, go. Not those guys. I meant on the the restricted free agents. Alexander True, Alexander True, Carson Torinsky, and Cole Lind. Yeah, do you think any of those guys stick? I have one in mind for me. Well, I don't think they're going anywhere. You don't think so? You think they all get an offer sheet? I think they'll all get an offer sheet, yeah. I think True's gone. That's my guess. But that's just me. You think they're going to send True? Yeah. Okay. You know, he last season he got called up. You know, a few times, but this season we haven't seen much of him. We didn't see much of him, so I That's think true. they might. You know, we'll we'll just see. We'll just see. But why don't we we can move on to the unrestricted free agents? You tell us uh, who we got and what you think, and I'll I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's hear it. So, the unrestricted free agents in this off season are Carson Soucy. Martin Jones, Ryan Donato, Eunice Donskoy, John Hayden, and Jesper Froden. Um, so we already kind of talked about Donskoy. I think that one's totally up in the air. I think the problem is, uh, you know, they can't offer him $3.9 million. Like, he didn't play any. No, that's seriously, that's the problem. So will yeah, he take the veteran minimum to, like... Try it for one more year. I mean, either that or retire, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there's another team out there that wants to give him a shot, I guess. Or somebody else knows how good he is and they just want him back. Want him back? You mean the Avs? <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Big changes coming, too, so yeah, you never know. That one just, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> That one's tough for me because I really like him. I really I would hate to see him go. Yeah, really wanted it for him, but I just don't know. I'm not inside, so I don't know his health, and I don't know what they do. And yeah, I think you know John Hayden and right, they're Jesper not very forthcoming with the information. Right, exactly. I think John Hayden, and Jesper Froden. I think they're they're easy signers. You know, they they played up in up with the Kraken some this year. And so you probably just, you know, get them an offer and it's a two-way contract and they continue on. Um, but uh, what about Ryan Donato, Martin Jones, and Carson Soucy? What do you think? Well, I already said, I think Carson Soucy is going to go. 
I think Martin Jones is going to go. Yeah. And honestly, I think Ryan Donato has got a good chance of going too. But maybe they keep him. Maybe they come to it with Ryan Donato. So here's my – I think you're right about Carson Soucy and Martin Jones – I think, you know, there's going to be a team out there that wants to give Carson Soucy like probably four, maybe four to five. And I don't know that the Kraken yeah. are going to want to do that. Um, and Martin Jones, you know, I've repeatedly said was one year rental. But Ryan Donato is an interesting one to me because I could see them like, I think they're going to have a long conversation about him and Morgan Geeky and Ty, yeah, Ty Cartier. I think Ty, they're going to give Ty every chance in camp to, to continue to do what he did in the playoffs. And absolutely, they've got so much young talent coming up that some of these guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but Morgan Geeky, I only said he's going to stay because I want him to. Right. You know? And I, I feel the same way about Ryan Donato. Like I think both of those guys are core part of the team. Right. But they are back on that. Fourth line, you know, third, fourth line area where it's anything could happen. You know what else I didn't think of until now because I've got blinders on? Daniel Sprong. He's in the same boat. Same boat. I think. Same boat. The The problem is, is I think the coach, you know, Hackstall's repeatedly talked about, you know, Sprong's poor, poor defensive play. <laughs> In their system. So maybe it's him. But at the same time, he's the cheapest option of the three. You know? Scores a lot of goals when it's clutch. Exactly. Sure. He scored a ton of goals. I just, that's the thing, is like he produces when it sometimes, matters. Some, sometimes, yeah. And sometimes that, those pressure goals, those yeah. game winning goals. And, and Morgan you know, Geeky. Sometimes. That doesn't really show up on the score sheet the way that yeah. it is accurately reflected in real life. Yeah, and Geeky is Geeky is streaky. And Donato in some ways is too, but uh Geeky he Ge scored the first team goal of the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm with you. I honestly if it was me, I would I would get rid of Geeky. If it was me. If it was me, I'd get rid of Carson Soucy and split his contract between Ryan Donato and Morgan Geeky and keep them both. Oh, wow, wow. I didn't think that was an option, Doug. <laughs> I like your, well, I'm just thinking I, outside the box. I'm trying I, to think outside the box. I like how you think, except <laughs> doesn't really help. Still got to get a defender. Lose a defender, got to pull one in somewhere. But... Yeah, you got to find someone somewhere, don't you? And that's where those younger guys come into play because their contracts aren't that blown out yet. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Riker Evans, like I just if Carson Susie, if yeah. you, if you can't find a middle ground with him, you just slot Riker Evans right into Carson Susie's spot. Easy peasy. They've got a bunch of other guys too. You know what I mean? The the defense down there is looking good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. And then not so, just this year, but if you look ahead another year. Exactly. You know, we we we're looking at free agents with Wenny, Benny, Eberly. <laughs> I mean, Tolvanen, Schultz, and Megna. So 
Yeah, you know. They, 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 you got to like, you got to keep planning. You got to get that planning brain working. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I wonder if Bernier's doesn't just get done sometime next season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you no, don't I even wait. With you. That's obviously, if it doesn't happen this summer, I'd be surprised, really, even. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. They're going to figure it out. Yeah. They're not letting that guy go. Yeah, and it'll be interesting, too, with Winberg. You know, he didn't, you know, he... he that's the I think one he's that's, a, like, kind of, like, more capturing my attention, for sure, is Winberger. Yeah, so Winberg, Eberly, Schultz, and Megna are all unrestricted. So they can they control their whole fate. They can negotiate with whoever they want. And it's Maddie and Tolvanen, who I think, based on their play, they both get locked up. It's just whether it happens, you know, this summer or next, in the middle of next year or at the end. But I don't see those guys going anywhere. But like you said, I think Schultz... You know, I guess maybe you let him play another year. He is on the older side and just see, like, how much you think he has left in the tank. But um, Winberg, I think, is the most – Winberg and Eberly. Eberly's, you know – I mean, we've talked about him being the captain of this team, but he's also, I think, 33 years old. And then you're going to be looking at that contract this time next year. And having some thoughts. Well, and and so it, you know, and it all comes down to these guys. Like, if he's making five million a year, are they going to be able? Will he like take five million again for three years or something like that? Or are they going to have to like offer him six? I don't know. I you know, a lot of interesting and stuff. Really, like okay, um, yeah, that and that's the thing. A mill here, a half a mill there. Okay, but once you start cranking it up a few more than that and you're looking at you know the room in your salary cap well and then that's the thing if they if they lock Some up hard choices can be had to be made if, if they lock up Matty Berniers and Ellie Tolvanen say this summer and you're paying those guys I mean Matty Berniers is probably gonna his first contract's probably gonna be right around five a year for five years or whatever it is and Tolvanen, probably two and a half, three, you think? So that's that's another eight million off your salary cap coming into the next season. Eight and a half. So it's you know, yeah. It's a tricky game to play. That's a trickier game to play than the actual game that you're playing. <laughs> right, yeah. There's some guy in a room crunching numbers, numbers yeah. talking to Ron Francis, like, well, uh, dude, I would need somebody to help me keep it straight. Like, I really want him to keep Seriously. this guy. We need to just give him what he wants. Like, ooh, we can't do that, Ron. And here's why. <laughs> here's the math. Here's all you can do. Nope, nope, nope. We need to move something so we can do something else. Yeah. Find me another accountant that can do this math right. <laughs> yeah, just go to Wall Street, dude. Yeah. Those guys know how to make money appear out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else? I think we covered well, the draft. I think maybe 
we'll get a little deeper into some of those picks and some of the some of the scouting of those guys for the next episode. And uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll have an update on the Stanley Cup and and all that stuff too. So all that stuff. That's right. All right. Anything else before well, we get out of here, no, Doug? Here we go. I'm gonna take this take this thing home. Kraken Cabinets Podcast is the original Kraken Podcast. And JB and I want to thank all of you Kraken fans for listening. We're hockey lovers doing it for the love, but also doing it for you. So let's go Kraken. Our intro intro music is by the Zambonis. Our outro music is by Stompin' Tom Connors. We Stompin would love Tom. to hear from you about that or anything else Kraken related. But hey. Keep your heads up. Tweet us at Crafting Captains because another episode is coming real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.